0: So here's the question, how can e-commerce leaders make sure that they are producing a great product, providing a world-class customer experience, responsibly managing their finances, and still reserve time, energy, and resources for marketing their products? My name is James Sowers, and you're listening to the e-commerce insight show, the podcast that gives you specific, actionable advice for growing your e-commerce business. Every Monday, you'll get a conversion rate optimization tactic that you can implement quickly to make your business 1% better every single week. Every Thursday, we sit down with industry experts to go deep on a specific aspect of running a successful e-commerce business. It's the perfect blend of learning and application, which means that you maximize the value of every single minute you spend with us. We're just as committed to growing your business as you are. So if you're looking for a partner to help you crush your revenue goals, you've come to the right place. Roll up your sleeves and grab a notepad because it's time to get to work. Lisa, welcome to the e-commerce insight show. Super excited to have you on the podcast today and learn about what you're working on at Cartloop, maybe what you did before that a little bit, and uh, what you see coming up in the future for e-commerce. So maybe before we get into the meat of the conversation, it would help to hear two or three sentences about who you are and what you're working on and what's got you excited to fire up your laptop every day and, and get to work.
1: Yep. Hi, James. Thanks for the invite. I'm excited to be here. Sure. I'm, uh, I'm Lisa. I'm co-founder at Cartloop. We are a conversational text marketing platform that helps e-commerce brands drive extra revenue and recover more abandoned cards by texting with shoppers in real time. So we have a team of real people that interact with customers through text messages uh, in real time. So it's a human to human interaction. And I like to describe CarLoop as both your sales and support team in just one app. And a little bit about myself. I previously studied and graduated from med school. So my background is very non-stereotypical. And after that, I basically turned to e-commerce and then turned to tech. So while I was studying medicine, I started two e-commerce brands as a side gig. I was learning everything on my own and with the help of my co-founder. And then in 2018, I sold my last brand and decided to start a SaaS company with my co-founder. And... I think, like to answer your question, what gets me excited every morning, I think the fact that we're still an early stage startup gets me excited every day because things are pretty dynamic and you, you ca- just cannot get bored. And especially when we're launching new products or new members are joining the team, which is currently happening at CarLoop. And also this month, is pretty exciting for us as we're launching a bunch of very cool and requested features.
0: That's awesome. Uh, I love to see products that have kind of that operational cadence of shipping features regularly, even if they're smaller, because it's always good as a customer when you're paying that monthly subscription to see the product get a little bit better every single month, maybe multiple times a month. So, kudos to you. I know that's not easy to do to constantly ship on time and make those improvements, but it sounds like you've got a great team helping you out there. You know, I'm curious. You mentioned that there's a lot of momentum basically in the e-commerce space and I think we're all kind of enjoying some of that. Uh, Some of that was forced by the COVID pandemic, of course, but I don't think it's going away, at least not completely. And so we'll continue to ride this wave and e-commerce will continue to grow. That's part of what you said interests you in this space. What interests you specifically in like abandoned cart recovery or, or SMS? So because I know your previous product was an email marketing tool, if I'm not mistaken. And you've also been on the brand side. So there's got to be a reason that you fell in love with recovering abandoned carts, specifically through
1: human-powered SMS, right? Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. So part of how Carloop was born was basically through our experience as brand owners. We were experiencing a lot of abandoned carts back in, I don't know, it was Two thousand fifteen, when we started, we were experiencing a lot of abandoned cards and we were very frustrated. We we just couldn't find the reason why people were abandoning. And we were very, very surprised at how much revenue we were losing due to those abandoned cards. And a question kept circling back in our heads. And you know, Google Analytics or Hotjar were just saying like one like a percentage part of the story, and we decided to actually start texting our are abandoned shoppers and back then there were I'm not sure if there were any SMS tools so what we did we we were gathering like manually gathering all the phone numbers from Shopify and then we used WhatsApp to actually manually test them text them and we were saying something like hey Sarah I've noticed you left something in your cart or any way I could help or how can I help you complete your order and we got a very high reply rate and People were actually very appreciative, uh, because we were reaching out to them in a very friendly and personal way. And they actually told us, most of them told us, like, what was, were the reasons, uh, behind their abandoning. And then it got us thinking that traditional marketing ways were just not enough anymore. And sending only emails or one way marketing blasts or just relying on external marketing channels such as paid advertising just made us actually miss out on capturing uh, those real leads. So this is part of how CarLoop was born. And also what's unique about CarLoop is that that human to human interaction happening in real time. And the fact that we are not treating SMS as a traditional channel or a profit only channel. The way we see SMS marketing is as a long-term investment that builds the best customer experiences and also uh, long-term relationships.
0: I think that's really smart. I mean, you know, as a software founder now, that every customer that churns is painful. And so, on the e-commerce brand side, every abandoned cart that you see come through hurts. You're like, "What? Why? What was wrong?" Right? Like, "Why was I not good enough?" Right? Or something like that. And so, abandoned cart recovery, conceptually makes a lot of sense because obviously you want to capture as much of that value as you can. You want to serve as many customers as you can. Email alone might be highly effective, but if you're only doing email, you're almost certainly leaving money on the table. And I think the way that you present it to the market, where it's not necessarily just a revenue channel, it's a relationship building channel. It's a a lead nurturing channel. Right? People don't look at their customer support help desk solution and say, how much money is this making me? they see it as a way to maintain relationships with their customers and uncover information that has impacts elsewhere in their business, right? So I think for the listeners, if you're a brand owner, this is my opinion, but I would put Cartloop in that same bucket, where it's really a relationship management tool that's human-powered that just happens to have kind of a sales and a conversion upside to it. Would you say that's an accurate kind of perspective to have on the tool?
1: Yeah, yeah, I actually like your approach. <laughs> yeah, to Yeah. Definitely.
0: So, what do you think that most brands get wrong about cart recovery? Maybe we've already talked about one example, which is like if you're only sending emails and that's it, you're probably not doing enough. But, you know, a lot of people are still in that stage where they're trying to do it themselves. They might be on a limited budget. They have a very small team, whatever. And so they're trying their best. But what are some of those common missteps that they're making that maybe Cart Loop addresses or maybe they can address with other tools or other tactics?
1: Good question. I think the biggest mistake would be that brands don't treat abandoned carts as as an opportunity to understand their shoppers better and to find out who their shoppers really are, what they need, what are their expectations, and why they opted in for your emails or text in the first place. So they just... You know, most merchants, most brands want to see those cards being recovered as fast as possible. And they mostly push out promotions and discount codes with no intention of offering like personalized real value. And if one day they would recover all those abandoned cards, they would feel satisfied. They will feel happy. But then the next day, the abandonment rate would be the same or maybe even higher because they didn't really find out what was the root cause of those abandoned cards. And that must be a sign that something is off. Something would need adjustment in their business. And something must be upsetting those shoppers that are continuing to abandon their cart. And the way I see abandoned cart is as an opportunity to reach out at that exact time to find out why they abandoned and simply just ask, how can I help? What seems to be the problem? Or just like being there in a very friendly and human way. Because if you act like a human, your shoppers will act the same. And yeah, I think this is the the biggest problem that I see right now.
0: I would tend to agree with you. I mean, I'm I'm an email marketing nerd. That's where I like to be. That's kind of one of my specialties. So sometimes I'll abandon a cart just to see what their sequence looks like, especially if it's an established brand that a lot of people seem to be fans of. And you know, I'm surprised by how many just (laughs) Right. I'm surprised by how many just take this off the shelf template and it's like, okay, within five minutes, I get a 10% discount or free shipping offer. And then within an hour, I get a reminder about that. Right. And then maybe one day later, I get something else. And it's like the most standard kind of cookie cutter experience. And to your point, it doesn't get to the root of why I abandon the cart. Now, I'm an isolated case because I'm just curious and I want to see their campaign, but some shoppers are abandoning cart because of price or they're concerned that something's not going to fit them or they're buying it for somebody else and they don't know if that person's going to like it. Right? There are a hundred different reasons why somebody would abandon a cart. An email alone is not going to get you the answer to that question. right? And I think that a human-powered text messaging solution like Cartloop offers a little bit of a different upside to it in that, there is a real person talking to that customer in the moment that they abandon that cart right within minutes probably saying hey what's on your mind like what's holding you back how can i help and i think the key here is that replicates the brick and mortar retail shopping experience that we're so used to where it's like you walk in and somebody says good day sir madam like how can i help you right how, how can i help you find what you're looking for answer any questions you might have and that's really hard to do online when somebody's shopping experience is self-guided SMS kind of pre-sales support, abandoned cart recovery, that's a great kind of situation to try to replicate some of that real-world experience.
1: Absolutely agree. And it's very convenient for shoppers. I mean, they can answer at their own pace. They can get back to that conversation and perhaps ask, I don't know, six months or further down the way. They can ask another question if they want to purchase something again because they have that dedicated phone number allocated to that brand. So They can even save it in their contact place. Yeah, that's uh, another benefit, I would say.
0: That's really convenient. So obviously you're a fan of this platform, this channel, however you want to characterize it. Uh, I saw on your homepage you've got a 5x ROI guarantee. That's a really strong stance to take for any tool. So what makes you that confident in the value of your service that you're going to deliver at least 5x returns to your customers and maybe this can be communicated through like a customer success story or a case study or something like that like what kind of results are brands seeing and and why does that motivate you to kind of make this 5x ROI guarantee that's a pretty strong statement
1: yeah you're right if we take one way text for example so automated text which do not offer the possibility for shoppers to reply so they are much a missed opportunity to convert shoppers into brand enthusiasts and using tools that enable two-way communication and conversational campaigns, for example, such as Blue, They are adding a whole new layer of personalization and I would say they open an entire world of, of possibilities. You can do interactive quizzes, surveys, you can just engage, nurture and provide content, free content, anything that you want within those conversational texts. So if we look at some recently released benchmarks on SMS, I just recently read the latest benchmarks and the average conversion rate is 9.1%. So this is for automated SMS marketing, 9.1% conversion rate. So at Carlos, the average conversion rate for abandoned car text is 20%. So basically it's double it's twice as high as the automated text and also our average ROI is 25%. The confidence that we got um to say that on our homepage was due to our merchants that were experiencing that result, or seeing that those metrics uh in their dashboard and i can talk about some of our most successful um brands that include Levo, Schoolyard Snacks, China, Bionic Gym. But if we take Levo, for example, uh, we we also have a a case study published on our website. For Levo, we crafted a a very personalized text that goes out after 30 minutes after the shopper abandoned his cart. And it sounds something like this, Hey James, this is Emma from Levo. I saw, I see we're taking out our product. One of my personal favorites, any way I could help. So we are just offering help, nothing pushy, we don't push any discount, we don't push any sale. It's a very casual, friendly, human message. And their customers are loving the service. And they have experienced, so this was in a 30-day time frame, uh 20x ROI, a 38% reply rate, which is pretty high for SMS. And they have collected just through the through the checkout point, they have collected over 30k new subscribers. And some of the other benefits were the fact that their team had to allocate like little to no additional effort, uh, for providing this uh, kind of support to their shoppers. They saw sales within 24 hours of installing Carlo and their shoppers trust, uh, increased a lot due to instant support. And also there were a lot of first-time visitors, first-time buyers that were a bit hesitant because they didn't know the brand, they didn't know if to trust Levo, and being there like having a person to actually provide that assistance and any kind of answer to any kind of question really helped with those hesitant first-time buyers. I believe they saw a decrease in customer support tickets by 21% or something like that.
0: That's really impressive. So there are a lot of kind of secondary benefits to launching something like this which is reduce customer support volume I definitely want to get into that I want to go back to the statistics you shared for just a second so when you define conversion in that sense so you said nine percent for kind of the automated SMS marketing but this two-way kind of conversational SMS uh, marketing and support has I think 21 is the number you cited or it was somewhere around 20 so when you define conversion there, is that an actual sale, or is a conversion a reply to the message? Is a conversion an email sign up, or is it some blend of these goals?
1: Yeah, yeah. So the way we attribute uh, sales is if that shopper who receives our text uses the discount code provided by us or clicks on the custom URL. So these are the two ways that we attribute sales. So if he uses either the discount or the link, he will be basically that will be a recovered cart. So we will consider that as a sale.
0: Okay, so they're either claiming the discount code, which is definitely a sale, or they're visiting the link in the message, which takes them back to their cart, I'm guessing, which is kind of a a revisit, right? That's a different type of marketing KPI, but it's still valuable right, to get someone back to your site to at least consider a purchase. So then, uh, related to the other information you shared, you shared a couple of company names for client success stories or customer success stories. I'm curious, are there any... Industries or product types that lend themselves more to this kind of abandoned cart recovery? Like, I'm thinking, you know, something that needs to be fitted to a person, maybe like a custom suit or something. You might have questions about that, that really having a person to talk to pre sale can benefit. Uh, I don't mean to steal your thunder. So, are there any industries or products that you think are a better fit for a solution like this?
1: I honestly think that this works for any kind of niche. We have all kinds of niches from fashion to food and drinks, like beverages, tools, gadgets, all kinds of niches. So, but of course, for example, if you have like a skincare brand, there will definitely be way more questions than if you have like a one product store, but I think it works for all kinds of niches. Usually people have questions or at least they have issues like, payment issues, technical issues. Some some people don't even know how to add the discount code in that in that box at the checkout. So if you just help them, it only takes like 30 seconds, they will actually go further and complete their order. So sometimes it just takes like a, a small effort from your side.
0: Yeah, they just need a nudge, right? They're on the fence, they're really considering the purchase and there's just one thing standing in their way. If you can come in and remove that, you've got yourself a sale. Uh, makes a lot of sense to me. I'd like to ask a question about, the staff. So this is human powered. Um, this isn't kind of a, a chat bot, as I understand it, or any kind of artificial intelligence. There's a real person talking to a real person. And so, tell me about your staff. And I don't want you to give away your secret sauce or anything like that. But like, what makes them great at what they do, right? Because I'm thinking either somebody who's considering signing on with CartLoop is going to want to ask that same question. I'm handing off basically sales and customer support to an outsourced service, I want to make sure it's high quality. But also, if they're not ready to do that yet and they're going to kind of roll this themselves and try to do it with the founder or the founding team, like what kind of personality traits or approaches to those conversations make somebody great at communicating with customers this way, right?
1: Yeah, definitely the first, I would say, quality you have to have is to be empathetic. Uh, and to be as human as possible, and don't be afraid to show your personality. So this is what we what we tell our agents, we tell our, our our members from the support team. Don't be afraid to show your personality. Talk as if you are talking to your friends. But to circle back to your uh, initial question, people, the people behind Carloop are extremely well trained. Uh, some of them are actually ex Amazon customer support reps, and everyone loves Amazon support service and they have years of Shopify experience and also customer support experience and they know how to manage any kind of situation uh in a human friendly but still professional way. Before we start officially working with uh with an agent, we 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 go through um two weeks of training and testing things out, showing different kind of use cases that we're tackling at Carloop with all kinds of customers because every single customer is different. So there's definitely like like an onboarding process that goes.
0: So they've got a really strong background in customer support anyway through big established brands like Amazon. So they're familiar with e-commerce, familiar with helping customers out, uh, finding that perfect fit. And and then the key there, I guess, is to be empathetic and put yourself in the customer's shoes. And um, maybe there's a little bit of patience in there too, right? Because you know your product inside and out. If you're doing support for your own product line, and somebody has a very basic question, that could be frustrating, but Remember they're coming at this from a blank slate. They they've never known your brand, they've never known your product before. They might not even know your category or industry. So patience is probably the key, I would guess. So we touched on this a little bit earlier. There are some secondary and tertiary benefits to this, right? Like the direct benefit is, hey, somebody abandons a cart, they decide not to buy. You reach out to them within 30 minutes, you provide great support, they end up buying. Awesome, right? We all want sales, sales are great. What are some of the other use cases for what comes out of those conversations, right? Like what can I learn in a conversation with a customer like that and apply elsewhere in my business?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So the part, the, the best part of having uh, real humans handle customer interaction is the fact that they can solve almost, I would say 80 to 90% of the most common issues without having to involve the support team or the development team or the product team. And What our live agents do is tackle all kinds of use cases, such as provide assistance when shoppers have technical issues, payment issues, product-related information, uh, shipping and delivery questions, product recommendations, upsell, cross-sell, you name it. And I mean, these are use cases that are usually handled by uh, the brand's customer support team via email tickets, which can take even a couple of days to reply to or to shoppers to actually get a reply. And... For shoppers, is also a, a huge benefit. It's extremely convenient. They get that personalized shopping assistant experience. They get a single point of contact. They get that consistent number to get to text at any time. They basically save a lot of time, which they would otherwise spend on support tickets or live chat. And they they have that you know that inbox anxiety that all of us have, but now it can be reduced if you're actually talking uh, through SMS and. Basically, they get that real-time instant support, which is, I would say, very, very important. And for the merchants, if you if you look from the merchants' perspective, they get tons and tons of insights from those shoppers that are abandoning. They can see the main reasons why shoppers were abandoning their cars, and they can basically improve their business according to those problems, issues. Uh, whatever it might
0: be. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, I, I think this probably has applications across the board. It, it's going to reduce that customer support workload and it's going to help you build out your frequently asked questions or your help desk or whatever. But also, I bet you find some nice one liners to pull over to the marketing team or put in your Facebook ads or, you know, you might find some ideas for new products, right? Where it's like, hey, um, I love this, but I'd love it if it came in this color or it had a different scent or flavor or whatever. It's like, you just take all those, copy and paste them into your idea board and then you take it to your next product development meeting and you're off and running. So I think it's super smart. And I think what's happening right now is, especially, let me phrase it this way, if we flash backward a few years when you're still running your e-commerce brands on the side of going to med school because you're crazy and you just don't like to take time off. No, I'm kidding. But if you go back to those days, like, you said this was a problem for you, right? Like This is kind of a scratch your own itch type of situation. So what was happening in those e-commerce businesses that made you say, "Like I need to go find this or I'm going to build it, right? Because it's this painful, it's this annoying, I'm leaving this much opportunity on the table. Like, Tell me what that felt like because somebody out there is listening and they're probably in that same situation and they're saying like, okay, this is an indicator that maybe I should start looking for a solution like this myself.
1: It's a great question. Never thought of it this way because... I always wanted to to go beyond just owning an e-commerce brand. I knew I wanted to build something way bigger that would impact more people and help more people. So when I found out that, when I found myself dealing with this problem, like the abandonment, the abandoned cars, I just thought that, I started researching, of course. I saw that a lot of people were dealing with the same problem and it, I think it's, Is the most frequent problem that merchants deal with on a daily basis. And yeah, this is basically how it started. Uh, You know that first we wanted to tackle this, this problem, but it was, it was more like not relying on external marketing channels. That's why we wanted to create that email marketing app. That was our initial idea, but then that space was way too competitive. We were first time founders. We made a couple of mistakes and after trials and errors, uh, we decided to move to Carloop and we saw this gap in the, in the SMS space, which is adding that human touch to SMS and keeping SMS as personal as it's been so far because we are using it every single day with the most intimate channel. So we want to keep it the same when brands and, and their customers are interacting with each other. So that was basically my my thinking.
0: That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and I think I feel like it's one of those things where people might feel like they're already doing this, right? They're like, "Hey, I have an abandoned cart email campaign. I'm already doing this." Or I've got a one-way kind of broadcast SMS channel. I'm already marketing to people that way. But I think Cartloop's a little bit of a unique spin on it in terms of it's like blending those two worlds. And so it's probably less about like Frustration with your current situation and just knowing like there's more opportunity out there. If you're recovering 13% of abandoned carts now, you might be able to double that with something like Cart Loop with kind of that personalized support.
1: Yeah, just thinking that there has to be a better way to do that.
0: Pretty much, yeah. Okay. So, if somebody is out there today and they're like, uh, I kind of want to do this myself, Like, is that something that's even possible? Like, Can I, as the founder, let's say I've got a t- two other team members, just like I hired my wife and uh, or whatever, and I've got a part-time marketer helping me. Like, The three of us are willing to hop in here and do this kind of two-way chat with somebody. Is there a way to kind of test drive the concept first? And then I'm sure at some point they'll realize like, hey, this is taking way too much time. I can't be texting people all day. I have other areas of the business to focus on. If I had a tool or service to help me do this, that would save me a lot of time and energy and still get the results. So is there a way to kind of try it yourself before you buy it?
1: Uh, You mean at Cardloop or like on their own?
0: Uh, Either one. I mean, uh, so basically I'm thinking like if somebody wanted to use tools that are out there or the tools they already have or something like that to... Replicate the cart loop experience. So basically, to provide human centered sales support, to try it first, and then when they kind of run, they prove the concept. They run short on time. They're realizing they need to focus their attention elsewhere. Then they buy a cart loop to basically have that done for them. But let's say that they're skeptical about you know this as another yet another marketing channel for them. They want to try it themselves with in house resources, and then make a decision to sign on with cart loop. How would you recommend somebody kind of test drive it in that way?
1: So there are a couple of tools that offer that possibility of doing your own like one-to-one interaction. But you would have, of course, to allocate your own support team, resources, time, budget to actually providing that service and to be like, I'm I'm very I'm very curious if any brand would allocate like twenty four seven of their time to actually be there for all of the abandoned shoppers. It depends. I mean it depends on your traffic, it depends on uh the size of your brand at the stage you're in. But in terms of building like the service internally, it would be very difficult because you would need to have that that technology behind and also the team of uh, trained experts or trained customer support reps behind. Yeah, so either either use a tool that's already existing, but you have to know that you have to put uh, more effort than you think. Uh, or, yeah, just try a tool like Carloop uh, for free. Uh, there's also a free trial. I mean, most tools have free trials, so you can see like how the experience would actually look like. And also we were thinking to include the possibility for merchants to actually be hands on at Carloop as well. So. They using their own support teams to uh, engage with with their own uh, subscribers,
0: okay, so you can kind of supplement the cart loop staffing with your own as you're available. So it's like, hey, I've got a free hour. I'm the founder. I want to stay in touch with my customers. So I basically say, I'm online, start funneling a few conversations to me, and I can I can just hop in for an hour here and there to stay in touch with kind of the the market, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. That's really cool. It looks like the growth plan is at $29 a month plus 10% of cart loop revenue. It's not going to break the bank. And to your point, like if you're a small team that would be doing this themselves, I mean, you're probably already working nights and weekends just getting packages out the door, right? And chasing down other issues or, or working with uh, suppliers to get more product or whatever you're doing. So $29 a month plus 10% of revenue kind of feels like a no-brainer at that point, especially because like that unlocks 24-7 support, which is certainly not something that most of us want to do given we sell things globally now, right? And so there could be somebody across the world that needs support right now, and uh, I'm trying to get my beauty sleep. So it kind of feels like a no-brainer when you put it that way, uh, which I'm sure is the intent, right? So if we took SMS and email off the table, because you've already built or are currently working on tools to solve those two areas what would you work on? I mean, you've got the, the brand background, you've got the med school experience, you've got SMS and email. If we take all that off the table and you had to kind of build yourself a new job or go look one for one today, what kind of problem would you try to tackle?
1: Oh, if I were to to remain in the e-commerce space, which I love, I love the e-commerce space, I think I tackle returns because I hate going to the post office. It's, best, it's very unpleasant for me because here um, where I live right now, There's no, not, no such thing as happy returns or loop or those convenient solutions. So that's why I love what loop is doing in this space. I think it's a huge loyalty driver. And basically, if you're using like tools like loop or happy returns, you can offer like a similar customer experience as Amazon. So that's amazing because with Amazon, I think they're, they have like the easiest experience, both for customer support and and return. So this is one of the things that. I might be interested uh getting into before before Carbloop I actually had a lot of ideas around like health and fitness apps nutrition apps because I'm very passionate about those as well yeah I think these are the the things that I would be interested in
0: well, returns is certainly a big problem to try to solve. I know I hate going to the post office too. I'm fortunate enough to have a wife who, if she minds it, she doesn't complain. So she does all of our returns, but definitely something we're tackling because I think as e commerce continues to grow and we see unprecedented consumption and purchasing, naturally returns are, are going to go way up. And I think it's becoming a more prevalent consumer behavior to say, I'm not sure which one I want. So I'm just going to buy all six and I'm going to return five. Right. And so, like, just the nature of, processing those returns both as the consumer and the brand who has to kind of accept those products back and restock them, that's a big problem. So maybe you'll be glad you chose SMS because that that sounds like a tough one to solve and I don't know that the answer there is going to be easy for anybody who gets involved. Okay, so I got one more question for you before we let you go. But is there any emerging trend or technology you see kind of out there on the horizon if you project out maybe five years down the line that you think is going to make a big splash in e-commerce or that has you excited?
1: Wow. So in e-commerce, Hmm. I believe honestly that I'm very passionate about SMS at the moment. And I think it's just getting started and the market is fragmented. And this means brands will and already have quite a few options. But the question is how long until they realize they cannot treat SMS like any other channel? Because most of them are treating it like email or they're just using it for, for transactions. So transactional purposes. And I think being such an intimate channel, it has a huge potential, um, further down the line. And I think, as I said, it's just getting started and we will, we'll be seeing a lot of, a lot of interesting things in the SMS space, such as, for example, moving the entire web experience to text. So imagine being able to shop through text to do anything through text from your, I don't know, couch or, or uh bedroom just purchasing anything you like, talking, getting answers, uh getting that assistance. So making it very seamless and convenient. Other than SMS, I I have to think about it.
0: <laughs> I mean there's a lot of opportunity out there. And I think I think what you said is smart. I mean I'm I'm picturing I don't even know what that experience would look like. Like, I would text somebody and I'd say, Show me your top three best selling men's jackets or something like that. And then I get, you know, image, tiny images with links to each one and pricing or something like that. Tap on it, go shop or something like that. Or it's like, Okay, I want option two. And then they send me like a checkout link and maybe it uses Shop Pay or Apple Pay or Google Pay or whatever. And it's like, you literally just tap that and and you're you're done and the product's on its way to you because everything's stored like to make the purchasing experience that seamless through SMS is is kind of scary good you know if it like if it goes like that it's like you could really blow through a paycheck fast if it was something like that
1: yeah that's true it's exciting a lot of good stuff are coming
0: For sure, for sure. Awesome. Well, this has been a fantastic conversation. Thanks so much for sharing your story and sharing the story of Cartloop and what it's doing for e-commerce merchants. I think we've established through this conversation that anybody out there who's on the fence about it as an additional kind of revenue recapturing stream should probably go ahead and at least test drive it because the investment is modest, but the returns are potentially very big. And like you said, some folks are, you said your average, I think, is 25x. The promise is 5x. So, Feels like a safe bet to me. Feels like a no-brainer. Hopefully somebody goes to uh, cartloop.io, I believe, is where you guys are still hosted. So um, we'll check that out. Anywhere else that folks can go to learn about you, Lisa, and what you're working on and just keep track of your journey as you guys continue to grow?
1: Yeah, I've been pretty active recently on Twitter, so you can find me at Lisa Popovich.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time today. Uh, We'll have to have you back maybe in a year and see what Cartloop's been up to and what other new projects you have because I don't know. I got the sense, like when when I asked what you'd be doing instead, as a different career path, that you might have already had something in mind. Like eh, I don't know if I want to tell him that yet. So we'll see what new features, new products, new companies, whatever you've got going on in a little bit. But thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciated having you on and enjoyed the conversation.
1: Thank you, James. It was awesome. Thank you.
0: Hey everybody, this is James again. And before you go, I just wanted to invite you to join one of the coolest things I get to work on as director of marketing here at The Good. It's called the e-commerce insiders list, and it's a private version of this podcast feed that gets you access to tons of additional bonus content, like extra interviews, Q and A sessions, website teardowns, and anything else we can dream up. It doesn't cost you anything but your email address, and we promise to always respect your inbox. This is just our way of forming stronger relationships with our listeners and making sure that we produce content that is actually valuable to you and to your business. If you're interested, you can join the rest of the e-commerce insiders by going to thegood.com slash podcast and dropping your email into the form at the top of the page. We'll follow up with directions for how to access the private feed and you'll be off and running. Like I said, this is one of my favorite things that I get the opportunity to work on because it lets me interact directly with e-commerce founders and leaders just like you. If you're interested, I'd love to see your name pop up in my notifications. Until then, keep an eye out for the next episode of the e-commerce insight show and we'll talk to you soon.